Hey, players just want to keep you updated. So if you stay tuned to the very end, there is an update. When we did the story, this information had not been released yet. Now that it has, it adds an important element to the story, and we wanted to make sure that we brought it to you in the interest of completeness and transparency and simply because it was just too good to pass up. So on to the story and stay tuned at the end for the special update. Everybody, players, welcome. This is October's random surprise, and let me tell you. (laughs) It's a good one. It is a shit show of a random surprise. But before we get started, we always want to start off, and if we don't, we we want to start off this one. Just thanking you guys. Anybody who's listening to this means you're a member of Patreon. Uh, we appreciate everything you guys do for us, no matter what level you're at. Evil is coming, Guardian of the Throne, or Guardian of the Realm, Warden of the Throne. Doesn't matter what level you're at. We appreciate everything that you guys do for us, the support you give us, the comments you make. And Steve, I got to tell you too, some of these folks with some of their comments, it's like, you know, maybe maybe we should get them checked out. You know, <laughs> hey, it just shows that they're as sick as we are. That's why we're all friends now. That's right. We're and this, sick. I know you can't see this, but this is me shaking my head. I agree with Morgan. <laughs> There's the head shake for thanking you guys because we couldn't do any of this without your participation and your support. So God bless you. Thanks for for hanging in there with us and helping us to grow. Yeah, and this is I think you know I think Steve this is one. I think this is one of the ones we're going to put out kind of as a special episode because we tease people to say, hey, what are some things you guys talk about on there? So we've done it before with uh, the Gabby Petito case. We did it with uh, episode six of you and Javier uh, talking about taking down Pablo. I think this is one that we might do a special thing on. Why? Because, folks, the biggest shit show in education in the United States right now is going on in Loudoun County, Virginia. And guess where Steve and I live? Loudoun County, Virginia. But only for three more days. Yeah, you traitorous bastard. I said that on the other one, too. You're leaving me to fend for myself up here against all of this. Well, you know what? I mean, thank the good Lord that our kids are out of school up here and not part of this. What's going on now? Uh, and let me tell you, you might happen to be bailing me out of jail because when we start talking about the story where the first incident happened at was Stonebridge High School, my middle son, my daughter graduated from Stonebridge. In fact, my son was in the first graduating class from Stonebridge High School. And you know what? Up until the last couple of years, that's one of the most affluent high schools that were in the, the Northern Virginia area here in Loudoun County. Yeah, well, not by looking at our house, pal. My my son had an 83 Toyota that he drove to school that we called the Brown Turd. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a whole episode in itself right there. <laughs> yeah, and I, I remember when we first moved out here, we're looking at the parking lot. Look at the Lexuses, the BMWs. Yeah. Those were the students. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not the teachers. Not the teachers. The teachers, their cars were more normal, <laughs> like Brown Turds. <laughs> like a Buick, you know, and a Pontiac, yeah. So. Or a pickup truck. So yeah. we say that, and the other thing, too, by way of reference, Loudoun County has been one of the fastest-growing counties, and it held that title for many years, the fastest-growing county in the United States. But it is also the richest county in the United States for median income. I think the median right. income now is like 128000 which puts us—now, we're not talking about zip codes, and we're not talking about certain cities. There are some places that are more affluent, you know, Beverly Hills, obviously. Right. But as a county, when you look at the median income, and, and median's not an average. Median's there's as many above it as there is below it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the median income is 128000 So if you think about that, that means half the population uh, of income earners in the county of Loudoun have, have incomes above 128000 
I have no idea why I'm living here. Yeah, well, you're not. You're leaving me, pal. You're moving down there and getting on food stamps and buying cat food. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, well, so let's let's talk about this, Steve, because you and I, we, there's a couple of stories we were thinking about doing. One we're not going to talk about, but it's one that's both near and dear to our hearts. That, that'll be next month's random surprise. Um, but this one was kind of very topical. Why? Because it is going on right now as we speak. There are protests in front of the building. There are so let's 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 kind of set the stage because right. you you put together some notes on this, but let's set the stage by saying a lot of this started happening. This is not related to the uh, one of the big shit shows, which is critical race theory. Whether you agree with it or not, we're not here to talk about CRT. Right. But that's what made Loudon made the news. You know, it's amazing how many calls. I get from from former colleagues and retired cops from around the United States saying, "Hey Murph, when are you going to get out of that place? And when are you going to get out of Virginia? Your whole state's going to sh- you know going to hell in a handbasket here." Well, you said shit. You're right. It's a it's a Charlie Foxtrot of the first order right now. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Which is bad because this is actually is a really nice. I mean, it's it's a nice area to raise kids in. You have so much access to schools, universities. The Blue Ridge Mountains, wineries. I mean, just everything is out here. It's beautiful. And and the majority of the people that live here are, are great folks. Are, you know, we lived here the first time. We moved here right before 9-11. And we live out here in an area called the Broadlands. And then a transfer back to Atlanta. When we moved back the second time, we liked our neighbors so much, we moved two doors down from where we used to live. You know, our neighbors have, have paved paths through the woods around here. I mean, it's just, it really is a very nice place to live. Well, you liked your neighbors, but unfortunately, your neighbors didn't like you. That's why they all moved. <laughs> no, they're still here. Because <laughs> they have no choice. They're waiting to sell their house. Hopefully, you won't bring... No, you actually, you got a good deal on your house, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Daddy done good. Daddy done good. So, let's let's talk about this now. So, um, so what we want to talk about is this incident, and actually, it's two incidents that happened. One was in uh, May at Stonebridge High School. And then the next one was in October at Broad Run High School, both in Loudoun County. Both incidents involve a sexual assault against a girl. So, Steve, let's talk about this first one, because this first one really bothers me. I looked up in Merriam-Webster Dictionary and uh, what the word gender fluid means. And that dictionary says, of, relating to, or being a person whose gender identity is not fixed. Well, you know, and I know folks are going to say, hey, you're getting controversial here, but look, let's we can we can look at this in the way that we're known to look at it too let's i mean every, this is an emotional issue but i let me tell you though it doesn't matter whether you're a boy or a girl nobody has the right to go into a bathroom and assault another person like that at a school and do what was done to these victims absolutely and it doesn't matter what gender Nobody no, has that right. A girl on girl, boy on boy, or look, there have been boys that have been charged in high schools with forcible sodomy. Why? For using broomsticks and initiating. Look, that kind of shit's got no place in schools, and it should not be allowed. So, you know, there's going to be two ways to look at this. One is whether you whether you agree that people can be gender fluid, um, or whether you don't believe they can be gender. And, but the whole thing about what we want to do is let's step back though and take a look at it from the standpoint of. What happened at this school and why it should never have happened? And did the school board actually cover some stuff up? Did they right. lie about this, right? And, so and the other thing I want to mention too, Morgan, I'm sorry to interrupt you there, but you know, let's decide, was this kid really gender fluid? Or using or was, it as an excuse exactly. to commit what he did. Exactly. 
So that's why I go off on stage like this. Well, you know, let me tell you what. If I was the father of the daughter, and we're going to talk about this in a little bit, um, like I said, Murph, you might be bailing me out of jail. Um, oh, <laughs> uh, with you there, brother. Let's just say that. Let's go. So let's actually talk. So we're going to reverse it a little bit. Let's talk about what the charges were. And this took them two months to do this because also in, it also involved DNA testing. And I think the sheriff's office has done a great job of this because they've been put in a difficult position because there are so many privacy rules, not only around juveniles, but also including schools, Title IX investigations, things like that. So what you can and can't say. And the sheriff's office actually had to come out here a while back, Steve. And we should, in full disclosure, we should say that both you and I know the sheriff, Mike Chapman. You actually used to work with him at DEA. Yep. And uh, so, you know, full disclosure, we well know and worked with these guys. However, this, so back in May 28th, the dates are important because people will be asked about things later. May 28th, there is a suspect, a boy who identifies himself as being gender fluid, wearing a skirt, goes into the girl's bathroom, and a girl is assaulted. The result of that assault is this suspect is charged with two counts of forcible sodomy. I mean, think, think about that for a minute. And how old is this boy? Do you remember? I think he was 15 or going on 16. No, he was 14 at the time of the first oh, 14 attack. at the time, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was 15 by the second assault. So, guys, we're talking about this happening twice, right? So, so what happened was, is the girl's father, and he's been on the news, if you guys watch the news, Scott Smith, he's a plumbing contractor. He goes to a board meeting, and he is, I mean, as a father of a daughter who had been assaulted, I, I want, what's going on? What are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. Um, now... Again, we were totally transparent. We said we both know the sheriff's office. One thing I wish would not have happened at that meeting is they ended up arresting him. And I think it's bad the way that this was handled, too, by this current Commonwealth's attorney, because she's also one of the people that was in this Facebook group that was targeting people to dox them and everything, people who were against the critical race theory. So she was, as an elected official, as a member of the Commonwealth, as a bar, as an attorney, she was a member of this group on Facebook that were targeting people who were against critical race theory. Now, again, we're not taking stands on it, but when you're an elected, can you imagine what would happen if the sheriff was a member of a white supremacist group and uh, he doesn't make an arrest on a white supremacist? And you go, why? Because he's a member of this group. Right. And she did that while she was in office? Yes. Oh, my gosh. She should be disbarred for that. Well, there was a criminal investigation into the group and some of the tactics, and uh, no charges were brought at that time. In fact, even Mike Chapman was on Cheryl Atkinson's show, Full Measure, talking about that. It's like, even at the end of the day, um, it was tough to bring charges. But the point about it is this... Commonwealth's attorney is in this Facebook group that is in sole purpose is to target and dox. And doxing means that you expose personally identifiable information about people, their name, their address, their date of birth, their telephone number, their kids. I mean, it's it's, it's just bad business that you actually even are part of that group or condone it. And you can't say, well, I didn't realize that was their purpose. It was clearly stated on the group. So now you've got this. So now this guy, this father, Scott Smith, is arrested at a school board meeting and they said that it was disorderly conduct, but the person he was approached by was a, quote, activist that was actually getting kind of getting into his face. Now, whether he should have been arrested or not is one issue. The fact is, this is disorderly conduct, Steve. I mean, this is, guy doesn't have a criminal history, disorderly conduct. What do you think is going to happen with the first-time offender for a low-level offense? Nobody was hurt. Right. Nobody was killed. No hitting a law enforcement officer, just disorderly conduct. What do you think is going to be normally? That's just going to be a little fine for first offense. There's not going to be any jail time to go with it. Not in this case. Isn't that ridiculous? The Commonwealth's attorney that was in this Facebook group that was part of targeting people for critical race theory personally took on this case herself, and he got 
got, quote, jail time, but it was suspended as long as he was in good shape. She prosecuted this case herself. We've got homicides in this fucking county. We've got yeah. rapes in this county. We've got sexual assaults in this county. And you're telling me that the chief prosecutor of this county, the Commonwealth's attorney, is taking her time to go prosecute a disorderly conduct case? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I tell you what, buddy, there's, there's houses still available in the neighborhood we bought in in Florida if you want to come and join us. Well, I mean, I don't think I'll be moving to Florida. We're going to be moving across the state line to stay close to our kids here. Um, oh, and, and what state would that be? Hey, players, if you've liked what you've heard so far, guess what? We have another 45 minutes left, only at one place. The place where you can become a player in the biggest, baddest, most dangerous game of all. The Game of Crimes. That's over at patreon.com slash game of crimes. There's also a link below in this episode. You can click and take you to the page to find out what level do you want to be a player at. We also have over 30 additional posts covering everything from our investigative analysis of the Gabby Petito case. We didn't buy into the media hype. Murph and I took an adult, common-sense view of the case, and we talk about what does it take to investigate a case like this, what are the important factors, and how do you conduct a manhunt for somebody like Brian Laundrie. We also talk about the real DEA narcos. Yes, that's Murph and his partner and ours, JP Javier Pena, and we talk about the real DEA Narcos. We talk about the hit series Narcos on Netflix. And then we do a 12-part series where we get into the real story behind the capture and killing of Pablo Escobar. Things that you'll never hear anywhere else except in this exclusive 12-part series. We also, every month, we live stream our patented Narcometer review of famous movies where we rate them on a scale of 1 to 10 kilos for believability, accuracy, and authenticity. We've looked at movies like Beverly Hills Cop. Training Day, The Departed, and guess what? Coming up for December, the greatest Christmas movie ever made. Yes, that's right. Die Hard. We also talk about our case of the month. Every month, Murph and I take turns looking at our historical cases that we worked on. We pull something out of the archive, and we walk you through it. Recently, I talked about a homicide that I worked. Murph talks about a large crack dealing operation they came upon in his office at Greensboro, something they had never seen before in the area and a lot of twists and turns in this case. Lots of great stuff like that. We also talk about Q&A. Hey, you guys give us questions. Nothing is off limits. We talk about everything from our favorite places to eat, our favorite places to work, and we also talk about some of the toughest things we've ever had to do as cops, whether it's crime scenes, investigating things, making notifications, you know, or just the types of cases we had to work. Nothing is off limits. You get your questions into us. Murph and I will spend all the time it takes to answer those questions. All of this and more, things that we don't cover in our free episodes. So if you want to become a player in the biggest, baddest, and most dangerous game of all, the game of crimes, Head on over to patreon.com slash game of crimes. Decide what level you want to be a player at. Is it evil is coming? Is it guardian of the realm? Or is it warden of the throne? No matter what level you come in at, we appreciate you supporting the show. We will give you great content each and every month. So become a player today. Either click on the link below or head on over to patreon.com slash game of crimes. And we will see you on the next episode.